big star out of me. Make a film about a man who's sad and lonely. And all I gotta do is act naturally. Well, I'll bet you I'm gonna be a big star. Might win an Oscar, you can never tell. The movie's gonna make me a big star. Welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. We are already having fun right here. I am not Greg Tillman, even though it says so. And you right don't want to be. You I really don't want to be. I am Noel T. Manning II, uh, hanging out with uh, with Greg Tillman, otherwise known as uh, Detective John McClain uh, from the NYPD. Uh, he has stopped all sorts of terrorist attacks throughout, uh, throughout yippee, the world. Yippee-tie, uh, no, I can't No, you I can't go, go there. there. This no. is a G-rated show, at yeah. least PG, uh, for that matter. Uh, but welcome. Welcome to Meet Me at the Movies right here, C19 TV, uh, Cleveland Community College. A lot of a lot of TV shows happen here. Um, Absolutely. And where can they find those shows archived online? Uh, C19.tv. And that's right. Is uh, Tim Tim Foster? Is that correct? Is that the correct email? I'm sorry, the correct URL. Yeah. We're still trying to figure out this. He's whole, our fact checker. We're trying to figure out this whole World Wide Web thing because it's only been 30 years. We're still in the infancy of it. You know, you would you would think it's a young adult. I hear broadband is nice. I still have dial-up. I got the dial-up so, too. Yeah. I, I just love the tones. Exactly. I, I was thinking the same thing. I love, I love the sound. I love the tones. No kidding. The first time I heard that. Yeah. I just thought that was the most exciting yeah. thing. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, the first time I heard it, the dial-up stuff. I was in a math class in high school. And we had like the phone modems, oh, okay. and you would take yeah. the phone and you would attach it to okay. this little device, and then you would dial up and you'd hear. This is in the 40s. What? The 40s? Uh, yeah, it yeah. sure was. Yeah, absolutely. I and so. and I, sounds and like it. The um, first games I ever played, we we didn't we didn't go on there for work. We get on for games, which is still what happens now. <laughs> but it was a Star Trek game, but you would have to like punch in your code for like okay, I'm firing a photon. And then you would have to wait and see what happened on the other end, and then you'd get the. Then it would say, "You missed." You know, it was like, "Okay, go north." You know, it was it was really a lot of fun. It's anticipation that made it so exciting. Exactly. Yeah, we we come a long way, and 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 because of that, we're able to do this show and have email, and we did get a we get we got non-viewer email. More? No, this was a few weeks ago. Okay, I thought non-viewer email at info at c19.tv, and they said you did this trilogy special. Would you be willing to do a, a, a sequel? And we said, you know what, we'll do we'll do a three-parter at some point. You know, we'll Maybe. do three of them because if you're going to do trilogies, you got to do three. That so, does make sense. So this is a trilogies part D that we're going to be doing. Is that French? <laughs> you spoke French. Uh, but 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 the cool thing about this is if you didn't see the first one, it still doesn't matter. You know, this you could watch these in any. And they way. probably didn't. They probably didn't. But but we did have a, a big list, and yeah. we could not get to all of our movies. And uh, and Tim was really upset because we did not ask him to supply films last time. And so he said, he said, here's my list. And so some of these uh, have uh, the films that, that Tim recommended as well. And some didn't. We, we should have specified ratings. Yeah, we, we should have. That's exactly right. Yeah, and uh, I know. I'm sorry, man. We, we can't. This is, this is a family-oriented trilogy special. You have to go somewhere else for what you're looking for. All right, not going to do that here. Not going to do it here. I think we just wrecked. So, uh, so let's dive into uh, film trilogies part D. Even though if you didn't see part one, it still doesn't matter. So no, you always start with me. You go this okay, time. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah sure. Um, on my list uh, that we did not get to uh, last time, we'll, we'll go ahead and dive into Die Hard. Uh, okay. John McClane. All right. uh, although there have been more than 
than three Die Hard films. It, it keeps ticking, keeps finding a way to tick. Those first three were really solid. And uh, if you look back at uh, the very first Die Hard when it was released, that and, and a little movie called Rambo were two films that, that really changed the action landscape at that time. But, uh, but Die Hard was just, it was action, it was comedy, um, and it was Bruce Willis. And at that time, you know, Bruce Willis just couldn't do wrong. No, he couldn't. Uh, and so I'll say those first three and Samuel L. Jackson would show up in, the, in that third one as well. And, and they had a good uh, buddy, comedy, buddy comedy chemistry thing going on. So the, the Die Hard films, especially the first three, are on my list. I'll agree. Uh, the second one is kind of underrated, I think. It's, I don't, it doesn't seem to get a lot of love. And I, I enjoyed the second one, maybe more than the third. Now, the fourth one, what, Live Free and Die Hard, that yes. came out many years later, yes. I thought was really good. I did, too. I did, yeah. too. Yeah. And then, and then the, uh, the other one that came out with his son in the picture, I thought was really solid as well. Yeah. So we're talking about franchises uh, and not just trilogies. But, yeah, yeah. The, without those first three, we would have never had the franchise True. we've seen. True. So, True. so well done, Bruce Willis. Uh, there was a, a show on ABC that only ran six episodes when I was in college. Uh, starring Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> yes. The, the Zucker, you didn't see that one coming, did you? No. The Zucker Brothers produced as uh, their first effort on television after the success of Airplane in 1980, I think, or 81. Leslie Nielsen started as Frank Drebin, and it was called uh, Police Squad. Yes. And it was so funny yes. and so good, you knew it wouldn't last. Then yes. it didn't, six episodes. Uh, but a couple years later, they rebooted it as, as a movie franchise. Well, what became a franchise, a, a trilogy, uh, with the Naked Gun from the Files of Police Squad. One of the funniest movies ever, I think. It, it really, really is. is. Uh, and the sequel of, what was it? it was like two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. Naked Gun, two and a half. And then 33 it was just and as a funny. Third. 33 and a third, actually, I like better than, than two and a half. <laughs> but taken together, even individually, it's just stupid, out loud, gut-busting it is funny. It is, especially if you if you like parodies, yeah. you like spoofs. Yeah. If you don't, yeah. this is not the kind of comedy for you. Yeah. But it's very physical. Uh, what I love about spoofs and parodies is it's physical comedy. Um, it's also um, auditory comedy. And by, by that, I mean there's a lot of play on words. Yep. Um, and, and you know, you, you, you think back to the, the people like Ralph Shane Marks, you think back to the physical humor of, of the Buster Keatons, and all of those things combined show up uh, in and yeah. naked gun. Well, I always, I, I always said the Zucker sense of humor, at least their style, is very reminiscent and I think inspired by, by the Marx Brothers. I like, agree. Like Duck Soup, for yeah, instance. I agree. If you don't laugh at one joke, five seconds later you'll laugh at the yeah. next one, probably. Yeah. I absolutely Just agree. a lot of fun. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely, it's on my list, too, and, and I'm, glad, oh, I'm glad we got okay. to that. Uh, another one that's on my list that, that's a fun film, um, a movie called Shrek was released. Okay. And it was, uh, nobody really knew what to expect from this. Mike Myers doing voice, Eddie Murphy doing voice talent on this. It was a very twisted look at fairy tales. And it, it took this fairy tale concept and, and flipped it yeah. upside down and had a heck of a lot of fun with it. And it became this huge, huge success for that year. Uh, had a great soundtrack as well. Uh, it took all of your nursery rhyme characters, brought them into one universe and, and change things around a little bit and, and spawned several successful sequels as well. Uh, I think uh, the, the casting, the voice talent casting of all of these 
very well done. John Lithgow uh, was in this. And, Fiona uh, is Cameron, Cameron Diaz? Diaz? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it has some great, great talent uh, in this, and also Antonio Banderas as Boots and Boots. That was a nice addition. It really was, and that spawned uh, a spinoff film yeah. as well. So Shrek on my list of uh, films, uh, film trilogies, definitely worth, worth checking out. Right, right. Oh, gosh. I'm going to stay in the stupid comedy vein <laughs> one more time. There have been a lot of Pink Panther films, all of them played by Peter Sellers as Inspector Clouseau, with the exception well, of Alan Arkin in 64 with A Shot in the Dark. That's not what you were thinking. You're thinking of the latter two from maybe 10 years ago mm -hmm. with Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Exactly. I'm talking about the Peter Sellers Pink Panthers. Because there were so many, I know that's not a trilogy, but I'm going to take the middle three of the most successful okay. years okay. with Sellers doing it, and that was the Pink Panther... Return of the Pink Panther, and my all-time favorite, The Pink Panther Strikes Back. That's when Inspector Dreyfus goes off the rails. and He really is off the rails. Oh, he's, he's in a castle with an organ and this disappearing <laughs> machine, and it, it's ridiculous, and it's well, so yeah. funny. Uh, and Sellers is at his, everyone's at their peak right there. I think that's the best of all of them. I there. agree, and I think. The and Revenge Job afterwards with, with Christopher Plummer and Diane Cannon again, but that the Strikes Back is yeah. is. is, is Wonderful. All what I, loved, what I loved about the Pink Panther films is you did not have to watch the prequels no, before no, them, before them in order to appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, sure, maybe you appreciated it more, yeah. but you didn't have to yeah. because they were kind of these standalone mysteries yeah. uh, combined in this just outrageous comedy. And, and Sellers was great across the board, really, in anything that he ever did. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite films with him was, was a very... Um, Subtle comedy, dramedy that was shot at the Biltmore House with Being Shirley MacLaine. Being there, he, he Being was got there. a Best Actor nomination. Yeah, for that, that was just a beautiful film. But but Peter Sellers, absolutely, yeah. absolutely yeah. amazing. And don't forget Cato. Cato. Yeah, his, oh, I gotta love Cato. His manservant. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, this is a um, this is actually one of the things I did not mention is um, during the first show I mentioned first time we did the trilogy special I said that this was not just our list it was also culminated from. Critics uh, and also film fans alike. Well, this uh, this next one comes from a film fan and a film critic um, from uh, from the UNC Charlotte area. Uh, he he was a uh, reporter for UNC Charlotte. His name's Hunter. Not going to give your last name because I don't want people seeking you out. But uh, I guess if they type in Hunter in Google UNC Charlotte film critic, they'll find you. Um, <laughs> but he said that one of his favorite trilogies was The uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the Swedish versions. Okay. He said, really, really fascinating, amazing work, and um, the American versions don't really match up to the Swedish versions of, of that. Let me ask you film. a quick question about this. For people that don't like foreign language films, is it in Swedish? It is. And I know that sounds it stupid, is. but my son was in Sweden last yep. fall. He said most people spoke English. Yep, it, it, it is. Yeah, and it's subtitled. And, and I think this goes back to what we talked about before. I think really solid films, if you've got the patience, and if you can stay off your you know, mobile device and your, your you know, laptops and your iPads and your Kindles long enough to engage in a film, which is the way films are intended. They're intended really for you to sit and watch through. Um, I, I think uh, international films, if the story's there, it goes back to the story, goes back to the script. Always. If it's there, if it's solid, and it can com be compelling. Other things are gravy. And so the uh, girl with the dragon tattoo, the Swedish versions, uh, worth checking out. Hunter, thanks for, for sending that uh, our way. And I will say the American versions are worth checking out as well. 
Um, there was one just released with Claire Foy uh, not too many uh, decades ago. Right. And uh, I, I would say that was uh, worth checking out also. Well, we're, you want to go ahead and take a break, or do you want to come back if you got another one no, you want to No, let's go ahead into? and take a break. Okay, we're going to take a break right here, a little intermission right here on C19 TV's Meet Me at the Movies. I appreciate you being with us. Uh, Tim, uh, how you doing, buddy? All right, good. Are you still awake? I was going to ask him the same thing. Yeah, still look good. He's still awake. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, have we, have we talked about body, Have we talked about any of your trilogies yet? Yes, good. I'm glad. Because, although, yeah. the uh, okay. Jaws? Jaws. Okay, no, we didn't talk about it. I, flipper? I'm sorry. I, I didn't know we were doing charades. Was there a I flipper trilogy? No, I two words. Two words. Uh, it smells like... Tunis, uh, don't dial. ask. Okay, don't dial. ask that yeah, one. Yeah, okay. Naked gun. That's what it was. The naked gun. All right, no, keep your clothes on. We're going to go to a break. This is right. naked gun. <laughs> we'll be back with more. The worst charades <laughs> player I've ever seen. The welding technology program at Cleveland Community College prepares you with the science, the technology, and the skills to be a successful welder. Experienced instructors using state-of-the-art equipment train students using industry standard skills developed through classroom training and practical application. Successful graduates are in high demand and are employed as entry-level technicians in welding and metalworking industries. Learn more. Call Cleveland Community College at 704-669-4077. Education is our most powerful tool to improve and change our world. Hi, I'm Rhonda Benfield, your host for School Matters. Join me for a new program every other week with information from and about the students and staff of Cleveland County Schools. Discover what our schools are doing to challenge students and help them reach their full potential. You can catch us on Spectrum Cable Channel 19 or stream us live on C19.tv. They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make a big star out of me. Welcome back to Meet Me the Movies. We are still laughing because we were trying to figure out this whole charades thing with Tim Foster. Before we go even farther, we've got to figure out what that's so, about. Tim, 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 what's this what mean again? It? What is it? So it's not what? the naked gun. It's okay. Airplane? Airplane. No, it's not. What? Yeah, it is an airplane. It's not an airplane. It's a Hawaiian. It's flying. Okay, it is about an airplane, but it's okay. What What do you do in the? It's airplane? Hawaiian Airlines. What? I don't. Is it the Die Hard films? 
Yes, okay, the Die Hard films. He, he must have been asleep when we already <laughs> talked about that. And see, the, the thing is, the airplane, that was only, what, the second one? All that so, for something we've already talked about? Exactly. I thought he was going to, all right. You know, he could have just, he could have just done this, like, <laughs> he actually could have, oh, and then fallen down hard, die hard. I mean, that would have been the recommendation I would have given for you. So, I know your wife says that you're the worst at charades. I so want to play charades with both of you guys <laughs> some Saturday night. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Well, if you're just tuning in uh, after the intermission, <laughs> we're talking about uh, film trilogies, and this is uh, part two. Uh, but again, it doesn't matter if you've ever seen part one right. or part uno. Uh, you can still enjoy this show, or maybe you can't. I don't know. It's hard. But we're having fun, yeah. and honestly, that's really all that matters for these 30 minutes. Yeah, today. So, uh, so Mr. For today. So, Mr. Tillman, um, give, me a, give me another uh, film trilogy on your list. Uh, I'm going to go with the Jurassic Park trilogy the first the first three okay not the reboot with chris pratt although they're fine yeah, they're fine i agree they'd lost the novelty of course that the original had i remember but being they rebooted the novelty for, for uh, a new well generation. yeah yeah you're probably the same way i remember the first time i saw jurassic park in the theater slam full of yep. people that night yeah and the first time you get ready to you hear the t-rex approaching yes. and you see the yeah. water rippling oh. on the ground and then when you see it and you hear it the audience you could have dropped a pen it was no one had seen anything like no, that before no. that detail that photorealistic, it was jaw-dropping. It really was. Well, Plus, the story was great anyway. It was, and, you know, but that's a, that is a film where it's a combination of the, the digital effects yeah. and the sound design um, and the musical score. All of those combined um, really, really make... make oh, and you got and Spielberg the, the at the helm, too, Yeah, of and the casting was, was solid. But yeah. I remember going to see that, like you said, in the theater. And beforehand, this was a brand new theater. It was uh, in Charlotte. It was a place called the Arboretum. I don't yeah. even know if it's okay. still there anymore, but um, they actually, it was like one of the opening weekends for that. And uh, the guy who was doing the projector said, hey, do you want to come up and see our setup? And I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> so he showed me everything they were doing. And that was, they used to have um, a, a CD drive backup for just the audio. Oh, so if for that. any reason, the film wasn't working, it would automatically make sure it kicked in to that. It was synced up and wow. I was just blown away. Yeah. But yeah, the sound for that. Um, and if you really are interested in sound design, I'd recommend um, doing a Google search for best sign design, designed films of all time. And you're gonna see some really interesting things they do with Foley, mm -hmm. which is where they create a lot of these sound effects. Fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah, I bet. Uh, but Jurassic, yeah, the Jurassic films, yeah. uh, I highly recommend that as well. And the well. second one was fine. Oh yeah. Spielberg directed that one, although I prefer the third one over the second one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll give that to Pterodactyls. you. Pterodactyls. Well, I, you can't I, go wrong with pterodactyls. Leone. Can't go wrong with Pterodactyls. Exactly. or Pterodactyls. <laughs> you get them together in a movie, it's about <laughs> exactly. as good as it gets. Well, uh, on my list, uh, and, this, uh, and this has nothing to do with because my cousin worked on all three of these films, uh, shout out to, to Trey Brown, but uh, the Planet of the Apes reboots, the Caesar reboots, uh, Andy Serkis, uh, you know, his, uh, his talent as far as acting and also acting uh, and becoming the apes, not just one ape, but right. many of these apes with, with the motion capture suits. Unbelievable. And the stories, the way they brought these stories back to life in a different way. Absolutely love these films. I, I grew up on the originals. I grew up on the original TV series. Planet of the Apes, yeah. but when this came back and it rebooted, it, it did so with just precision, and it did so with a very complete story arc and character arc, and right. you know, you walk away from that third movie, um, The War for the Planet of the Apes, and, and you can't help but be 
have some sweat in your eyeballs. Mm -hmm. you, it's emotional, yeah. and uh, you really get pulled into the character. So uh, big, big fan of the uh, Planet of the Eight films, really the the originals and the reboots. You mentioned the series. Did you see the series? Oh, yeah. You would have been really young. It was only on one season. Yeah, I Pretty remember. Pretty good, though. And I think it's on Hulu, maybe. Yeah, you can get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually, I actually owned the, the series. You're, really? And there was also an animated series. Yeah, I remember that as when well. I was a kid. Uh, the Terminator series. Uh, I didn't see the first one in the theater. I was working at a video store um, and when I was in my early 20s, and it was, it hit the shelves, and it was going out like crazy. And I thought, oh, let's see what it's about. Right. Yeah. Well, the first one was great. That, just nothing wrong with it. It really is a, a tight little lean story in a way. Action from start to finish. The second one came out a few years later. Fantastic. Yeah. It took the whole franchise to another level. Uh, and much deeper too. Yep. Uh, Cameron had matured as a filmmaker. He created the technology to yep. get the look he wanted. And it's just awesome. The third one, okay. Yeah. 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 The, one of the best images I've, I can think of in any film is Schwarzenegger with a coffin on his shoulder and a, and a machine gun in one hand <laughs> walking through a cemetery. Yes. yes. <laughs> what a great image. Oh, yeah. So. yeah. Well, the second one, I do want to make mention of that second one, especially because it. It did, it, and it took action to another level, right? Uh, which we talked about earlier with, with Die Hard, but this, this took it up a notch even more. And the special effects for that film yeah. would have never happened were it not for a little small film shot in Gaffney, South Carolina called <laughs> The Abyss, right? where that technology was, where Cameron was just really starting to play around with that kind of morphing digital technology, and uh, it really did uh, come home strong in Terminator 2. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, good, good choice, good, good choice on that. Uh, I want to make sure I, I, I got this, because I teased this on a, a, another show when we got a chance to interview the uh, filmmakers for How to Train Your Dragon. Uh, we interviewed the uh, director and voice talent uh, for that, and uh, that trilogy is really, really fascinating and just amazing. It's a, it's a, a story uh, and a story arc that can speak to children, it can speak to adults, and it can speak to kind of everybody in between. And you know, I've talked to, to teenagers who have kind of grown up on these films and just are in love with them. And so the How to Train Your Dragon uh, series, uh, the trilogy, um, complete, a, a truly complete trilogy, and uh, the director talked about wanting to have a complete trilogy that even if there was nothing else that came after, that you felt satisfied that you felt like, yes, it, it did exactly what I wanted it to do. Have you seen I have not those? seen any yeah. of them. I, the first one came out around the time that Alex and Katie were maybe a little old. Yeah. At, to, at least they thought they were too old to want to see it. And I just never went there, but I should, I guess. I've yeah. heard so many you, good You really need about to go it. back to it. A wonderful story yeah. and, and fun characters and uh, very engaging plots as well. Uh, yeah. Tim, uh, did, did you say that you did see the How to Train Your Dragon films? Yeah, yeah, and, and you liked them, didn't you? But not, a, not as much as uh, the Die Hard. Oh, a dragon. That's what it was. The dragon's flying. The dragon's flying. That's what he's trying to talk about the whole time. Drunk dragons? The drunk, of, drunk dragons? What's, what's is that what that is? I was just trying dragons? to figure that one out. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else is on your so list? So is what? a flying dragon similar to a, a, t a, a pterodactyl? It could be. Okay. All Absolutely. Right. Yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah, they, they've got similarities. Yeah. Sold. They're cousins. Not a huge Ben Stiller fan, actually. Okay. But I did enjoy the night at the museum movies. Yeah, I did too. The first one was fun. Yep. The second one actually I thought was a little better when uh -huh. they took it to the Smithsonian. Yep. Uh, Robin Williams was a great Teddy Roosevelt. There were a lot of good things about both of those movies. The third one, kind of tired, I guess, yeah, by I agree. then. 
Uh, but you still had Dick Van Dyke popping up. Yeah, and you had and Freddie Mercury. Nothing wrong with that. Freddie Mercury was there singing Bohemian Rhapsody. Wait a minute. What? No, that's oh. Wayne's World. Oh no! What, no oh, what? but, but Rami Malik. <laughs> Rami Malik was the Egyptian. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. See? I didn't. I didn't remember See, Freddie Mercury Freddie and the Mercury. Smithsonian. <laughs> yeah, the first two. You're right. I forgot about that. The first two, my kid, favorite of my kids, yeah. and for me, I mean, yeah. good family, family yeah. films. Third one, I kind of felt okay. That one, I think the third one had Amy Adams, didn't it? As Amelia Earhart. Again, can't go wrong. Yeah. 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 No, I think that was the second one. Was it the second one? I think so. Okay. I think so. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, great, great choice. Um, this is a film, I'm a, this is actually a film trilogy that was recommended from several people. Uh, Ethan Hawke, uh, Julia Depley in this film uh, trilogy, the Before trilogy, uh, Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, and Before Midnight. Just a realistic relationship series of dramas. And combined, it is a fascinating journey of the series of relationships. I think mm -hmm. that's probably the, the simplest way to describe it, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I saw the first one, and it was absolutely lovely. Yeah. And I have not seen the other two. And yeah. they're supposed to be just as good. They are. Uh, a lot of improvised dialogue, I think, yeah. to the point that the actors got screen writing yeah. credits for yeah. it. Yeah. But wonderful films, and, and thanks to everybody, and I'm not going to start mentioning names because I had quite a few people that mentioned mm -hmm. that, was, uh, that, 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 that film trilogy was on their list. Yeah. Yeah. Others on your list you want to make sure you get to? We've still got a few minutes. Uh, we're about out of time. I'm, I'm going to mention The Alien. Okay. Uh, the first three, at least the first two. The first one was just a nice, lean, it was scary, gothic, haunted house kind of movie. Yeah, it was in a gothic film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Sigourney Weaver's great. The Alien was great. Ridley Scott was great. The second one, they, they doubled down on everything that worked and added more, of course, more aliens. Uh, and that was a lot of fun, too. And that was Cameron again as well. James Cameron directed the second one. Yeah. The third one? Yeah. yeah. But the first two. Yeah, the yeah. first two. First two. Can you count you the first two out of a... Does that still make a good trilogy? Two out of three. Yeah, yeah. okay. Two out of three, sure. Sure. We're, right. we're, we're making this up as we go along, so absolutely. <laughs> Our rules? Well, I will, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little something here, too, that's... Uh, I'm going to rock the boat just a bit. Uh, the Mad Don't Max rock the boat, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the Mad Max films, one, two, and four. Not Thunderdome. Uh, you know, Thunderdome... Tina Turner? To me, okay. I, it was a different kind of Mad Max film. All right, yeah. The first one, highly independent, very raw film. Yeah. Road Warrior became, it, it took it kind of the James Cameron kind of route. You know, it, it infused uh, a lot more money into it, a lot more action, a lot more energy, uh, things that you, you could afford to do. And uh, Thunderdome became, to me, it was too pop. It was too pop, if that makes sense. But Fury Road, just a, a, a few years ago, uh, when it came back and found a way to kind of relaunch it, right. it just, even though Mel Gibson wasn't in that role, it didn't matter. It's like a fever dream. Oh man, <laughs> in a way. Yeah, but, uh, but, but I'm, I'm a fan of the, of the Mad Max franchise, but especially those three um, out of the four. I, I think we have time for one more. Do you want to, you have any others? Uh, wanna... I'm, I'm actually re reaching the bottom of the list. I hesitate to mention the Austin Powers series because I think the second and third were weak, Yeah. weaker, but the first one's so darn funny. So it's worth it just for watching the first one? Yeah, I know, and I guess you could say, well, I'll just watch the first one and forget the other two. <laughs> but, but if you see the first one, you kind of have to follow through yeah. with the other three. Uh, the, the second third was a little derivative, I thought, but it had its laughs. Yeah, okay. But the first one was just 
really funny. Oh, it was. In a it very was. stupid way. Yeah, yeah. I, and you know what? That's what it's all about. And uh, I, I did have somebody that sent me a text while you were talking said if I didn't l talk about the Matrix trilogy, they would never watch the show again. Speaking one good one and the other is not so I'm right there with you. I, I, think, I think it was one and a half good ones. Mm. But, but the Matrix trilogy, uh, for those of you that are, uh, are, are sci-fi fans, and I will say that first one broke some tremendous ground. Yes. And so from a technology standpoint and a visual standpoint, it's worth watching for that. Well, uh, thank you for joining us for part two of the uh, favorite trilogies of all time. We got through a big list, and if we do a part three, we're going to have to really shake things up. I think the, the, the worst trilogies of all time might be the route to go. Although by the time we get around to part three, we may be able to add the John Wick trilogy oh, we, we, to, it's already on to the, the list. best. Yeah. It's already on the list. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Well, let's wrap this up with a quote. Uh, this is uh, exactly what, uh, what Mr. Tillman said uh, several years ago. He said, you know, I did join the Army, but I joined a different Army. I joined the one with the condos and the private rooms. Uh, that was uh, from Private Benjamin. Private Benjamin. So, uh, as always, we do appreciate you hanging out with us. Tim, thank you, buddy, for keeping us on track. And uh, sorry we did not uh, be able to, we, sorry we couldn't do the charades thing. We tried. We tried. Uh, Greg Tillman, thank you. And if you have questions or comments, info at c19.tv. We will respond to them or we will uh, just chunk them. Until next time. I'm Noel T. Man of the Second for C19 TV's Meet Me in the Movies. That's a wrap. Happy